0: Um, This is a a class, and and it'll be uh, interesting and fun and and, uh, 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 hopefully challenging to us. But this is a class about uh, the creation, not about creation. Uh, It's about uh, uh, caring for our world, but not worshiping our world and trying to draw a a distinction uh, between those two things. Um, And so we, we call it This is My Father's World. Um, and uh, and that's, that's what we're going to be discussing for the, next, for the next several weeks. Today's topic is it's possible we don't have everything figured out. Um, and one of the things I think that we can learn by studying our planet and studying God's creation is that there is an awful lot that we do not have figured out. Uh, and uh, how does the saying go? As the island of my knowledge increases, the shoreline of my ignorance increases even more. Uh, and I, I believe that that is is very very true i did have to put in a slide to remind me to introduce myself um so that's that's what i did uh late last night Uh, uh, the last class i taught was a was a year ago i taught a science and faith class uh here and we were in the first class and i was i i had this outline and i had everybody prepped and i you know i thought that things were going well and i said are there any questions and somebody in the back of the room raised their hand and they said who are you (laughs) well maybe maybe that would have been uh maybe that would have been a good place to to start um so i did uh did want to remember to introduce myself my name is kevin colvette uh ginger and i have been here for uh 13 14 years now um haven't been run off yet but we're working on it um and uh, uh and it's uh it's been uh, a joy to be a part of the Otter creek family uh, for that long and to share our journeys with people like the welches and and the john lees and uh, and the Chryslers and and the smiths and uh, everybody here Uh, that's that's what we do Uh, we do it together Um, and uh, my job my day job is i I work as what is technically an an environmental engineer Um, so i i do a lot of geeky things during the week and uh, i enjoy that quite a bit it blurs some lines between what I do at church and what I do at work and what I do in my spare time, and i I'm, I'm comfortable with that, um, and that uh, there are some things that I do at work that feel very much like mission, and there's things that I do with mission that feels very much like work and um, maybe that's the way it's supposed to be I, I don't know uh, I am by no means an expert on uh, very much of the material that we'll be going over, but uh, I am very much interested in it, and I find myself uh, reading lots of articles and studying lots of things and, and generally becoming the person you don't want to talk to at a party, um, uh, so, so beware. But I do things, like, I, I do try to solve problems. So one of the ways that I try to solve problems, if you look close, the HVAC units right above us are running, and so you can see that it's shaking the, uh, shaking the projector a little bit if you take two cans of Play-Doh and you stick them up on the projector, it doesn't shake nearly as much. Um, just to, in case anybody finds himself in the position of getting ready for class and the, and, and the, the screen starts jumping around. The, the big cans of Play-Doh are too big, but two of the small ones fit up there perfectly. Um, so that's not really relevant to class. An astronaut? Huh? Yeah, I couldn't find any duct tape handy, so. Had to make do. Eric Livingston would not let me take it out of the can, so I had to leave it in the can. All right, um, this is my father's world. You probably can't read all the words up here, but one of the things uh, that some classes do is that they start uh, with a with a song and a prayer. Uh, I think that that's probably relevant for us to do, so we'll give that a shot. Um, if you could, let's let's all stand up, um, and. Uh, and we'll, we'll tr- sing this traditional English melody written by, uh, written by a man uh, who was hiking up in the mountains of Vermont. Uh, he sat down and he wrote this poem uh, and he set it, uh, it to an old English melody while he was looking over the creation of, of his father. This is my father's world and to my listening ears All nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my Father's
1: world. I rest me in the thought
0: of rocks and trees, of skies and seas, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you. Um, I have really appreciated uh, uh, the, the uh, I guess it's become a tradition now, if you do it long enough, of saying the Lord's Prayer at all of our services. Um, one thing that keeps striking me as we do it is, is this right here, is Pronouns. I told you I was a nerd. (laughs) Um, Every pronoun in the Lord's Prayer is plural. Every pronoun in the Lord's Prayer is plural. And it makes you wonder when Jesus says, when you go pray, this this is how you should pray. It makes you wonder if he's saying, remember, it's our Father. And remember, it's give us this day. Um, and remember that it's uh, it's lead us not into temptation. That when we pray, let's remember that we are all in this together. We're all here under one Father. And I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say we all breathe the same air. And we all drink the same water. And we all grow crops out of the same land. And we're all inhabiting the same planet. That we are, in fact, in this together. And I do believe that that's, that is a... Uh, uh, a good solid message for us to uh, to receive from that. All right. So every every class, uh, I want to just I want to I want to show three or four pictures that if you hear nothing else, you just say this is a cool place that we that we live. This is a 140 year old turtle. That is her daughter, five days old. I know. I love that. I saw that uh, I saw that last week, and I thought hey, I thought I was old, um, but uh, but that I just thought that was I thought that was wonderful. That should look familiar to Troy. Uh, we were camping this week. That is uh, uh, Defeated Creek, Creek Campground, and so to our left from this picture there were a bunch of our kids, and to our right there was a couple of people who didn't want our kids there, um, and that's a funny funny story. If any of you would like uh, to hear about that um, later. Um, yeah, it's a funny story. So um, it's a, it was a beautiful place. This was our view out of our, when we lived in Guatemala a few years ago, uh, this was a view out of our front door. Um, every morning we lived in the Upan Valley of Guatemala uh, in the mountains with uh, a, a bunch of uh, indigenous uh, tribes there. And we were up above the clouds when the sun came out and the tropical rainforest would start evaporating the the moisture off of the trees and out of the ground. And, and we would watch it just kind of float up out of the valley. And uh, there were about 365 mornings there that I wanted to sing This Is My Father's World, getting to look at that. And it's a good reminder that underneath that fog and underneath those trees is some not so beautiful things too. Um, and and uh, it's a it was an interesting mixture, of uh, of life there. Other cool pictures. It's always nice to see a polar bear falling down in front of a watch for ice sign. It's always nice to see a uh, cat shaking hands with a crawdad. Um, and and I don't I don't know exactly what this meant at all, but I saw it on the internet that. Uh, Friday is going to be a bad day, it <laughs> appears. Um, <laughs> I would love to know the story behind that, but maybe I wouldn't want to know the story behind that. Um, but it, 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 that's funny. But then I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago about this class, and they said, kind of in jest, but not quite in jest. Why do you care? It's all going to burn anyway. And I thought, well, that's a, that's a pretty disheartening sentiment there. Um, uh, it, it, while I agree that God is in control and God can, uh, God can end this anytime uh, God wants to Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon I believe all of that um, but I don't know exactly what soon is to someone who is eternal um, I don't know what soon is to an Alpha and Omega uh, and if nobody knows the date, uh, the hour uh, that that's going to happen then mathematically speaking, it can happen at any time uh, in the next several billion years. So uh, unless you're really good at picking lottery numbers, you really don't know uh, exactly what Friday is going to be like uh, on, on, that, on that graphic. What else? Okay, uh, I came across this uh, a few weeks ago and I thought I thought it was a really good uh, I guess primer for what what we're going to be talking about in this class. Um, We scientists don't know how to do that. I, I used to think the top environmental problems were biodiversity loss, ecosystem collapse, and climate change, big problems. I thought that with 30 years of good science, we could address these problems, but I was wrong. The top environmental problems today are selfishness, greed, and apathy. And to deal with those, we need a spiritual and cultural transformation, and we scientists don't know how to do that. We need a spiritual and cultural transformation, and we scientists don't know how to do that. Um, that, is a, that is a very, very true statement um, that to change someone's heart is a lot bigger deal than to change someone's mind. Um, and and the, the genius, I think, of Jesus, the genius, I think, of Christianity is he aimed straight for the heart uh, uh, of, of people and, and knew that that's the, that's the true key for changing actions and changing thoughts, uh, and changing carbon emissions, for that matter. Uh, Gus uh, Gus Speth is a uh, has been an advisor to I think every president uh, uh, since Reagan uh, on uh, environmental matters. Uh, he's kind of on the circuit for uh, uh, talking uh, talking at, at conferences like that. Okay, so about creation. Um, you do have to start in Genesis 1. It seems like a good place to start. Um, uh, creation is page one stuff in the Bible. Uh, sort of makes you think that it might have some, some amount of importance. But we do get hung up, I think, uh, on, on talking about creation, about uh, timelines and mechanics of how things were done. Um, and I understand that, and just so just I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, my firm belief is that the Earth is somewhere between 6,000 and 13.8 billion years old. Um, and I challenge anybody uh, to, uh, to prove me wrong on that. I, I won't waver from that a bit. Um, but it, 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 I do think that the verbs of creation are, are quite important. Um, I think think they're very important. And I'm going to say something that sounds a little strange, but then I'm going to explain it, uh, and hopefully you see where I'm coming from. God only created three things. God only created three things. God created the stuff that everything else is made out of. God created life, and God created humans. Oh, and he created them. Yes, he created them. Let's say that three times. Um, every other time that something was made in, in the narrative, it was uh, separating things and forming things uh, and and setting things into motion. And and even in some cases, let's let the land produce some things. Um, but God created three things. He created the stuff by which everything else is made. Let there be light, right? Well, it... We, we always assume that, that he's talking about with light that he's talking about uh, the sun. Well, the sun actually doesn't show up until day four, uh, which is really kind of interesting. If you change the word light to energy, um, let, there, let there be energy and mass, and let's relate those by a factor of the speed of light squared and see what happens. Um, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty interesting way to, way to look at that and read that. God created mankind. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Um, God created uh, three things. From nothing, He created something. From that something, He created life that was good. And then from that life, He created humans, which turned out to be turned out to be very good. The light was good, and the seas were good, and the sun was good and the winged birds were good, um, and uh, all the wild animals, according to their kind, were good. And then uh, down at the end of the first chapter, he creates humans, which are very good. And I know that's not a novel concept, that, that he doesn't say it's very good until humans show up. But I do think that, it, that as Christians, we have the responsibility to look at our earth as a very good and not a good. And I think that's one distinction that we can make as people of faith, as people of God, is to say this is very good because we are the created, we worship the creator, and all, all other people well-meaning, uh, well-intentioned, who elevate the earth to some deity status, you are worshiping something that is good. We Christians don't worship what is very good. We worship the God that is very good, uh, because we are the created by God. I don't know. I kind of mumbled through that. I hope that made some amount of sense, anyway. But buried in here is a problem. Buried in here is a problem that uh, that again. This is page one of the Bible. And most of the rest of the Bible spends time trying to reconcile this right here, fill the earth and subdue it, Um, uh, have dominion over it, I think is how some, uh, some translations go. And that's, it's easy to fill the earth and subdue it if I'm the only one and my people are the only ones doing it because then everything is mine and I don't have to worry about sharing it. I don't have to worry about leaving some for somebody else i don't have to worry even about leaving some for my kids and my grandkids Uh, i have been commanded to have dominion over this earth i am going to do it i am going to do it and that mindset has caused us a lot of problems i will also say in fairness that mindset has helped us accomplish quite a bit and so if people here want want this class to be, let's talk about how bad we are. You're going to be very disappointed because we're not. We're not. But we're in between. I believe the subduing the earth and caring for the earth. Right. We're we're, we're kind of getting a handle on some things that we can overcome. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show four or five examples here in a minute. We're we're getting a handle through our technology through our god-given brains and abilities of subduing the earth but we're not perhaps understanding the ramifications of everything that we're doing and the power that is involved in doing that i'm going to stop for just a second because i've talked longer by the way in this class please raise your hand and make a comment uh, or throw something uh, at any time that you want to Um, i i would I I would appreciate the the uh, the back and forth um, more so than me just kind of wandering back and forth. But um, uh, any I'll just throw one out. What does what does fill the earth and subdue it mean to you, Tim? That's what you get for laughing. <laughs> Stuff. And, and speaking as an engineer, yeah. it's the architect's fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, know,
2: you know, I love a couple of things you said that uh, yeah. I feel like when you sort of live in environmentalism a little bit, There's sometimes is an attitude of, if people just weren't here, everything would be bad.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: That's an easy attitude to kind of get into. It. If we just weren't here, things would be
0: Right. Um, Which which leads you to God really didn't know what he was doing. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, And so, you know, then also in studying things, there's, there can definitely be an attitude of and and I think, you know, a lot of people don't look at it the same way. We might of sort of through the lens of creation and the be a creator that does things in a certain way that that people say, like, if we would just make energy like leaves make energy Yeah. things would sort of having to you know, take some intermediate steps to get there. And so I think it's, there's a lot of
0: interesting ground to cover. The, the whole concept of taking intermediate steps is one. That, that's a class we're going to have in two or three weeks. And I'm, I'm I'm sort of simultaneously dreading that and looking forward to that because that's going to be a difficult di- difficult one to, to talk about. Um, because... I, it the, there are intermediate steps that have been taken and some of those intermediate steps looking back have been reprehensible right they have just been have they been necessary I don't know in every case I hope not but we can look back and without saying anything in specific we can look back at our ancestors even our parents and grandparents and say that's really how you looked at things? That's really how it worked. That's reprehensible. But in the midst of it, that's how things were done. And that's awful. I wonder if we're doing anything that's going to be looked back upon as reprehensible. So what are we doing that's reprehensible, Brian? You you kind of pointed
2: out there what you just said. It's like, okay, so you're the ruler of the earth. Like each individual, we have dominion over the earth because we are the most intelligent of God's creations. But what kind of ruler do you want to be remembered as? Over what you had control of—the evil despot who took it all away from everything and hoarded it for yourself—or as the benevolent ruler who, who took good care of things and yeah. made everybody richer for the experience? You know? Right. So that's that's how you have to approach this, man.
0: And and even some of our best rulers—the you know the however you want to rank them—the uh, the Thomas Jeffersons and the George Washingtons—they you know. They, they did some things that we would consider to be very terrible today. You know, how do you want to be remembered? I, as, as a benevolent ruler, yeah. Um, or, or do we have it all figured out, back to the class topic? I, don't, I, I think we're, we're putting ourselves in a place that we're not if we think that we have. uh There's other classes down the hall <laughs> um, they they're really good. Yeah. So, I mean, so the yeah, medicine, antibiotics, things like I, that. You're about four or five slides ahead of me here, but that's exactly right. And about, about dogs, we're going to have a class on just on animals as well, with the premise being obviously all dogs go to heaven. Um, what about mosquitoes? Um, and, and should I be nervous about wearing leather shoes? You know? Um, and uh, uh, I hope not, but that's part of subduing the earth, right? I mean, he, he, he buried in here, he, he gave us creatures to move along the ground for our needs. Okay. I like hamburgers. I really <laughs> do.
1: Um, to me, I, I feel like the meaning of it sort of wraps up the entire Genesis story. In reality, Genesis is the very poem that is just the lens in which to in the world. And so, to me, um, I think, I think a you know, clue cool to do when, is when God says, hey Adam, go and name the animals. Or just simply with God, it didn't say, hey, I want you to be co coping with him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as a creator, you take control of that creation and then you become a part of that creation story. But I think the big, um, I think a big part of being a creator is the art of enjoyment. So, like what God does on his last day, he sets back, down, takes a deep breath, and enjoys what he's done. So, I feel like sort of the trick to, for me, to understanding, you know, subdued so this earth is becoming co creators with God and then practicing the art of world.
0: That's, that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. As a matter of fact, what am I doing up here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's. That, that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I I, I I agree, and 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 sadly, we I I believe we as Christians have lost that uh, recognition that God takes joy in His creation, you know, and and we just get it beaten out of us on the news and in uh, some unfriendly uh talk from the right and from the left of let's find something to argue about man god must be really really frustrated M- well maybe but god if it's an awful lot of trouble to go through you know for something that is terrible and the bible on page one says regardless it's very good it is very good um,
2: I'm, I'm giving you some slides ahead but what do you think about the fall and creation groaning and the earth being under a curse? And I, I was looking in Isaiah 24 where it says, the earth mourns and withers, the world fades and withers, the exalted fade away. The earth is polluted by its inhabitants they have transgressed the laws, broke the everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse devours the earth and those who live in it are held guilty. And so we're, we're pre-fall here. Are
0: you going to get that at some point, kind of what, I, what may have happened? I, I am. I am. But he, here, here's, uh, Andy, this is a. This is a, um, I guess, a question I don't know the answer to. The, and the, there is a slide in here that talks about the fall, and there will be a class where I do my best with that. Um. I think we can trick ourselves into believing that there was a fall and it's just gotten crappier since then. And I don't, that's not the narrative I read in the Bible. And certainly when you get to page number last and you have revelation, you're like, things are going to get better. Are they going to get, is it going to be heaven on earth? I can make that argument. Is is it going to be just the fact that we have the iPhone 6 instead of the iPhone 5? I can make an argument about that, too. But I think how we look at the fall, um, it, it, are we just kind of treading water since the fall? I, I, when I read uh, the biblical account of uh, of the creation, and even Noah, the fall, the revenge, right, um, uh, that, that God gives these commands of, now, go and... Uh, be fruitful, you know, or the, the, the children of Noah, go and build civilization as we know it. Um, so I don't know, that, I don't know that anybody can make a rational theological argument that we, we fell way back when, and now we're back to where we started, so that's, that's all good. But um, I also have a bit of a problem thinking that we fell, and it's just been bad ever since, because to me, that, that means that the cross made very little difference. And I don't, I can't, I can't believe that. So, and it's Happy Easter, you know. <laughs> okay, what does fill the earth and subdue it mean? Um, there are three possibilities with that. Um, there will be a Simpsons reference in most classes that we have. Uh, is that, are we there yet, right? All right. God told us to, to subdue the earth. We're working on that. We're going to get there at some point. There's another one that's, we're almost there. We are almost there, so we've got the baby elephant following mom across the river. Are we almost there? Maybe, maybe so. And then there's the mindset that, that, that's even kind of stranger, which is mission accomplished. I'm going to miss this man. Uh, he is, the, the Dos Equis man is done, which is uh, maybe proof that the fall occurred and is getting worse, I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's three possibilities. We're, we're nowhere close to it. We're almost there. Or we did subdue the earth. So let's put let's put up uh, uh, a sign that says uh, uh, mission accomplished. We are done. Uh, no n- no need at all uh, to try to subdue anymore. Um, let's just live in in uh, exactly like we are. Um, so a couple years ago, when I first started thinking that this might be an interesting class to teach, I found myself standing on top of a water tank in Haiti uh, with, uh, with some representatives of a, of a community of about 50,000 people. And uh, they don't have any drinking water. And uh, we were having a discussion, I think, John, you may have even taken this picture. Right? Um, uh, we were having a discussion about what options we had for putting their water system back together. And what they were saying was, you know what, we just need a new system. What we have hasn't worked in 20 years. The Japanese came in the in the mid 90s and they built something and we don't we're not sure exactly what it was, but we know it doesn't work and it's broken everywhere. So just build us a new system. And I found myself saying to them, sometimes it's better to make things new than it is to make new things. Um, And it's better to make things new than to make new things. And I thought, you know what? And I, I didn't mean for that to be profound. I was actually hot and ready to, uh, to go somewhere uh, and sit down. Um, it, but, but that has stuck with me. It's better to make things new than to make new things. And I thought, that is the message. That's what our God does. He is in the business of making things new. He made new things. And if we wanna say that God's still in the creation business, that's, that would be a fascinating discussion to have but let's take the Bible at face value and say God created. Um, and, and so he made some new things, but now he's a God who makes things new. Now he's a God that makes things new. Um, and so when we're, when we're uh, dealing with each other, when we're dealing with problems, we're de- dealing with challenges, um, I, think it's, I think it's an interesting mindset to think about making things uh, new, whether those things are water system or whether those things are hearts uh, is, is, is something that we as Christians can really speak into. Okay, so here's, a, here, here's, here's where you were going. Here's where you were going. There's, there's a pattern, and I, I don't have time to probably go through all of these slides, but there's a pattern for those of us who live in a creation that is good, which is we see a problem, we fix a problem, okay? So we see a problem, and in this case, it's this is nighttime, right? This is nighttime. It's dark. It would be nice if we had some lights. We could do a lot more if we had lights. We would not be having class right now if we had lights. So we fix problems. This is a satellite mosaic of our planet at night. You can see Japan is pretty well lit up. You can see that, uh, that India does pretty well, but Pakistan not so much. Um, uh, you can see Otter Creek's parking lot lights right about there. <laughs> We see a problem, we fix a problem. That's the pattern for a good creation. There's a reality that's associated with that good creation, and that is, we fix a problem, we electrify ourselves, and there's, there's, a, there's a price that you pay for that. This is uh, just a couple of weeks ago in Beijing, China, where they have coal plants uh, all over, and they have smog, uh, choking smog, Uh, that is shortening people's lives. They they keep the lights on. They keep the lights on. But there's a relationship between those lights right there and that mask right there. And that's the reality of a good creation is that we, we can fix a problem, but we cause another problem. But we are in a very good creation world. And there's hope for that, that when we cause another problem, we can get together, admit that there's a problem, and, and, and look for a way to fix it. I'm not gonna throw all kinds of graphs out there, but this is Los Angeles that had a reputation for looking like this. The number of days that they have air quality alerts has gone from about 100 to about two per year. All at the same time, while they're producing a lot more energy, they're driving a lot more vehicles, it can be done. Um, and that's, that's a testament to people getting together and saying, we can do something about this problem. There is, there is hope there. Other examples, uh, this is a, a monument to the Irish potato famine uh, that happened back in the 1850 range or so, um, showing, uh, showing just a family migrating, looking for food. Uh, over a million people died, uh, about one fourth of the population of that island died Simply because the potatoes that they were growing got a blight, and they could not uh, they could not feed themselves. All while the government of Ireland was exporting food to other places. Think about that one. Um, so we see a problem, and we fix a problem. This is the mechanization of our world. The ability to feed ourselves is a huge, huge thing. It's it's. Has it, has it led to overpopulation? Perhaps, is the alternative a bunch of people dying? Yes. Let's not, let's not say that everything that we do is bad. We see a problem, we fix a problem. But the reality is we fix a problem, we mechanize the way that we produce food, we have to get rid of the animals that we're living in here. This is a picture taken in 1870. Those are skulls of bison. And that's a man standing up on top of it. Um, there, there are, there are, there are ramifications to our success. Um, so we cause the other problem. We admit it. We realize that we work on it. We're running some species out of existence. And the other, on the other side of the coin, there's some that have not that are not listed as endangered anymore, like our bald eagle. Uh, I saw one of these on Sneed Road just a couple of weeks ago. Not on the road, that would have been kind of <laughs> a little messy. Uh, it was flying above Sneed Road. <coughs> we mechanize our, uh, uh, when, we, when we mechanize the way we produce food, all of a sudden there's a lot of farmers and laborers that are unemployed. And so they go and star in, in uh, Charlie Chaplin movies. About industrialization, so you have this really, really cheap workforce that's available, and so we, we industrialize ourselves, and then you wind up with the Cuyahoga River in uh, in Cleveland uh, catching on fire uh, numerous times. But uh, you put it out with huh? Styrofoam? I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe powdered water. You just just add water to it. Um, so we fix the problem, and then we cause another problem, and when we cause that other problem you know in the in the 60s it was just an intractable situation that's the Cuyahoga River today the Republican National Convention is going to be held right there here in a few months that would be a different type of fire as well <laughs> um, and uh, uh, but uh, but it, the Cuyahoga River is now listed as one of America's scenic waterways you know it, it was uh, uh, we we can we can solve problems we see a problem of deforestation, that's Sumatra, an island in the South Pacific. We deforested this continent between 1800 and 1900. Um, I bet nobody in here thought that I would be saying that oil solved the problem. Um, but once we stopped becoming a, uh, a wood steam engine society and became a fossil fuel society, we stopped cutting down trees There were more trees in the year 2000 in North America than there was in the year 1900. Um, uh, And the rest of the world is catching up to that for better or for worse. We fix the problem. Well, obviously when we fix a problem, we cause another problem. That's the Exxon Valdez uh, back from a couple of decades ago. This is where the captain of the Exxon Valdez was drunk, so drunk, that he hit Alaska. (laughs) You you could understand after a couple of glasses of wine maybe hitting Rhode Island or Delaware or something, he hit Alaska. We caused that problem, but you know what? There there are alternatives out there and we can debate the, the cleanliness of things, but uh, the the price of creating power by wind has become a fraction of what it is. Our ability to uh, uh, to in- install new wind, uh, quite clean, is going up. That's a solar project I was working on in Guatemala a couple of months ago, where an entire village is being powered by solar. We can. There are there are global market challenges about renewables, but where you are remote and off the grid and it would be awfully nice if you had a light bulb or had the ability to recharge a phone or a computer. Uh, Renewable energy (coughs) is a wonderful, wonderful thing. That's a picture of uh, pigs near a drinking water supply in Niger uh, that John and I were at uh, almost a year ago now. Uh, that was the well that got drilled uh, for the people there. The, there's, there's pictures down in the lobby of seeing that problem and fixing that problem. So good for us, we fix all of the water problems on the planet. Oh crap, there's that one. Um, and, and that's an interesting discussion uh, as well, that, that we can fix problems and cause other ones in the process. Flint has lead pipes why would anybody make lead pipes well because that's what people made pipes out of uh uh, pb is the symbol for lead right because that's latin for plumbum as in make pipes out of Um, (laughs) so um but we have the ability to get together and and that's talking with a water committee in sudan uh about the need to uh to get together and to solve problems collectively and when i told them that they needed to protect the new well that they had that gentleman said that he was he would find whoever was disturbing their well and he would kill them i'm not sure you got the whole point of that (laughs) all right i'm going to have to blitz through this but in the environment in our creation there's that see a problem fix a problem cause a problem and then there's hope to fix it that's so many Bible stories, maybe every Bible story, follows that same pattern. Let my people go. Moses comes along. So we wander in the desert, and eventually we cross the Jordan, and we're there. You know what? We want to be like all the cool kids, and we need a king. Uh, so Saul comes along. Well, that doesn't end up so well. Uh, and eventually we get King David. Yes, we've got hope. We, we need a new king. David comes along. Well, politics can get a little bit weird sometimes. Um, and we wind up with the hope that's found in most of the Psalms. Nehemiah, after a few hundred years, says, We need a wall, Nehemi- uh, And then uh, maybe possibly walls don't solve all the problems. Uh, because hundred years after that, Israel is Persian. A hundred years after that, Israel is Greek. hundred years after that, they become Roman. The church takes root in Rome. And then we come along. So, for today, for this Easter... The fall of man is the problem. We fix the problem by building society. That's what comes up when you when you Google image uh, uh, civilization. Um, <laughs> it's a McDonald's built on uh, 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 on the Parthenon. I don't know why, I would love to know why that's the first Google image hit on that. No, I don't want to know why. We cause another problem. We say, you know what, this guy who is talking about that we need to get along and that we, we he's fulfilling the law, but not abolishing it. That's a problem, but this is who we are. This is what today is, is we are people who recreate things. We are people who don't just take care of creation, but we are people who live in it. And we, we live in a world where God's son is resurrected uh, and is, is living proof that we can screw things up about as bad as anybody in history can, and God's going to make it OK. And it's going to be OK. And, and that's, that's the, the, the cycle uh, that we're going to be talking about in this class is how we solve problems and the challenge that we have to make those problems uh, to make those problems solve. So went a couple of minutes over. sorry about that, but uh, hopefully that some of that made some sense and for the next few weeks. uh, We should have some fun in here, I hope so. Thanks.